Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about nutrition. You know, this is a topic that a lot of people have this misconception about, or this misunderstanding, or they have this one point of view. And when they receive new information, they just don't know how to receive it and take it in and take it in for their themselves, you know, and how to make it work for them. So luckily for me, I have a special guest that is wanting and willing and excited to speak about nutrition and share her opinion and her perspective on this topic. So Aaliyah, why don't you go ahead and fully introduce yourself? Well, thank you so much, Mitzi, for this opportunity. I'm happy to be here and talk all things nutrition. I probably could talk all day about it, but we'll try and make <laughs> it brief. Um, but I, I am Alia Tomaszewski. I am a nutritionist. I'm also a chiropractor and uh, a mom, most importantly, to a very spunky five-year-old girl. Um, we also have three animals in the house. We have two dogs and a cat, um, which I which I love. It's a crazy household. Um, <laughs> and uh, I live in Long Beach, California, which uh, we just recently moved um, originally from Minneapolis up in the Midwest. Oh, wow, that's a big job. That's a really big job. How is that going for you guys? Uh, we love it. Uh, yeah. we, it. It was it was meant to be an adventure, like let's escape the cold. Yeah. And then, you know, my husband got a job opportunity here and we're like, let's, you know, let's try it out. But then we just fell in love with the summers and the climate and the beach and we ended up staying. So. Hey, I do not blame you. That weather is intoxicating, you know, especially it when it's like almost all year round. Oh, it's yeah. so it's so different because, you know, living in the Midwest, because I live in Wisconsin, basically the same thing, pretty much. And it, we get these crazy weathers. But winter, when it's cold, it's ugly and it's cloudy majority of the time. And it's a hot mess. So I totally understand. I feel like it affects my mood sometimes because man it's it's so bipolar <laughs> absolutely bipolar is like the right the right term I was just in Wisconsin um sidetrack uh and we were expecting <laughs> it to be because my husband's family is from Wisconsin and I was expecting well it's summertime it's the most it, like you expect it to be tolerable. somewhat warm yeah tolerable and it was it ended up raining pretty much the whole time we were there so we yeah it bummer. sucks yeah. yeah it's you it never, you never know yeah yeah you really don't know like they they tell you no rain and then ends up raining and I'm like no I turned into <laughs> my own meteorologist because I had my own radar so I, I figured out how to learn to read the clouds and everything and yeah so my parent my parents and my family they come to me they're like Mitzi so what's the forecast <laughs> there you go I just love it watching the news is just a hot mess but anyways back to the topic to the <laughs> yes yes um what really got you into nutrition yeah, um, a lot of combination of what I saw with people that I was working with, along with my own personal experience. So I went to school originally to be a chiropractor, which is very much in line with um, holistic health and helping the body heal itself. But I was, you know, long story short, as I was in practice seeing patients, there was kind of this missing link. A lot of them, um, excuse me, you're fine. <laughs> a lot of them weren't 
I wasn't seeing a lot, the improvement I wanted to see in their health, just from coming in and getting adjusted regularly and, and getting their chiropractic care. And so there was a lot of chronic pain clients, a lot of chronic um, pain, headaches, neck pain, and it just wasn't getting better. And, the, and I, for all of these clients, there is a big sort of this gap between, you know, their, their nutrition and their lifestyle. And those were the things that were being missed. Yeah. Um, when it comes to their care. And I, it was frustrating because it was more of this, I want you to take care of my pain and help me get better. But I knew that there were so many things that they could be doing proactively in their own life. And that was sort of what, what got me interested into it, into nutrition field. But, and also I was struggling for so long with uh, chronic digestive issues and I had autoimmune health issues. Um, and wasn't really finding answers to that. Uh, you go to your doctor, they want to prescribe another medication. It's a very quick visit. You don't feel like you're really being seen or heard. And so I really, I really got to dive into the holistic health field and kind of get into more health and lifestyle coaching and nutrition coaching and just the power that nutrition has over our health and healing was, I find it fascinating. So yeah. It led me in that direction. And now I strictly do nutrition. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's interesting to just start in chiropractor, dive in and just to be curious for yourself and for your patients and, you know, for others. And then now to be like, this is very seriously that you want, this is like now your passion. Um, yes, very much. Do you think this gap between nutrition is very common? Just because, you know, we hear it all the time in the news that children have bad nutrition just because it's un it's not very affordable. Do you think that affordability is a big impact on people's nutrition and their health? Yeah, that's such a good question. And you hear that all the time about being healthy is expensive. But if you think about it, you look at all of these chronic health issues that are on the rise, especially in young people, which I find to be very the saddest part, you know, these little kids that have type two diabetes that have attention deficit disorders that have just these chronic health conditions that shouldn't, that shouldn't be, you know, when we're yeah. young and, and mental health issues. So on the rise and people, it's like, we're okay with more and more prescriptions and, and going that right, which ultimately is, you know, think about the cost that adds up over time when it, it just comes back to not that all of these things can be fixed with diet, but I just think like, it's such a missing piece. Like we're not talking about how to properly fuel our bodies and, and be healthy. And I feel like this should be a part of everybody's treatment plan. When you go to the doctor, no matter what uh, issue that you have because it directly affects, you know, our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health. I absolutely agree. I think food does have a big impact in our energy and our mental health and our physical health and our just our overall well-being. And I also agree at the fact that when we just have a physical or go to the doctor's appointment, nutrition isn't really talked about, diet isn't really talked about until you start reaching a certain weight on the scale. 
you know? exactly and once people reach a certain weight on the scale then that's when it becomes a problem and that's when the questions start happening and even then not to a certain degree where it's impactful because if it was truly impactful, then we wouldn't have that show 600 pound life, a thousand pound sisters, a thousand pound man, you know what I mean? TLC wouldn't be making so much money on those shows. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. hundred percent. Yes. So it's just like you said, when you reach that point, it's so, so difficult to reverse things when they've gotten to be that far along not that you can because it's never too late but there's so many psychological things that have happened at that point and all your habits and everything and so to go backwards however many years is is a lot more challenging versus from when you're young just creating these simple habits and it doesn't have to be complicated or expensive it's just even learning like what a healthy plate is but not even just going away from food, but just being in tune with your own body because we're a society of these quick fixes. And okay, I'm going to follow this diet because it worked for this person, or I'm going to do this, but you're not paying attention to how you're feeling, you know, your actual hunger, your fullness, like how, how do foods make you feel like we don't, we've kind of lost that. Yes. I absolutely agree. I think we have lost that, that just, engaging in a real relationship with food that's not toxic because a lot of the time we have a misperception of food and this is what I'm learning along the way because I spoke with so so many other guests and one guest in particular they he um she was speaking to me about our relationship with food and how we see food and diet and all and why there's so many yo-yo dieting and all this other stuff right and it really does come down with our relationship with food and like you said, if we are taught at a younger age how to see food and understand food, then we as adults will respect food in a different manner. Because I feel like when you are taught unhealthy habits with food or you have a bad relationship with food in the beginning, then when you're in a, as an adult, you have then you allow yourself to have excuses for those bad habits you know you get those oh well it's comfort food or oh when I'm stressed this is what what keeps me calm or when I have an anxiety food is the only thing that that's really there for me and I don't know what else to do besides go to food or I can't I'd rather not eat a salad because it's not as filling but people don't realize that healthy food can be very filling and can be very yummy at the same time you know they think a burger is just enough but you're spending three burgers and fries and it adds up to the same amount if you just get some healthy food as well like I honestly feel like there's a lot of excuses because there's places that do sell food like healthy food in a in a good price but they're so in habit and routine of just getting a certain thing that that's all that they see you know and then they're like well everyone's gonna die anyway so what's the point and it's just like there's a big point (laughs) yeah I could not agree more Mitzi and I hear it all the time from clients like uh the excuses and the yes, I'm going, we're all going to die. Or this is in my, I hear this a lot too. This is just in my genes. So it's going to happen no matter what. It's like those genetics are, you know, are very, there's a lot that goes, that goes into that. And a lot of it is your environment that 
that turns on these things. And so you're not just doomed because somebody in your family happened to have cancer or diabetes. That's not how it works. Um, so I think that I just, so many of my clients too, I see this time and time again, where they say it's so expensive and all of this, but I look, then I have them food log and I see they're going out to eat two out of their three meals a day. So it's just, it doesn't add up that logic. So it's just, but again, it comes down to comfort and food is an addiction like anything else. And we, so it's our, it's our, it's our comfort. And so then, you know, it becomes a whole nother way of being able to reestablish that comfort in other ways, which is really hard to do versus just establishing that healthy relationship with food from a very young age. So, and I, And I guess to lead into that, what would you consider to be establishing healthy habits at a young age? Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think it's simple things like even cooking together in the kitchen and it doesn't even have to be every day, but making cooking a fun thing, you know, turning on your favorite song in the background and having your kids, if you have kids be involved in the kitchen, uh, making it fun, trying new things. Uh, sitting down at an actual table to eat your meals together like we used to do, but now everyone's just so rushed. And so, you know, people are rushed, they're stressed and that's the society we live in, but simply taking the time, allowing, you know, at least half an hour to sit down um, and, and focus just on eating and having conversation, making it an enjoyable thing. Uh, And then I just encourage young people to, always try new things, make it colorful, make it exciting. And then they'll get exposed to that different colors, different textures. You don't even need to get into into depth of like, you need to eat your vegetables, but you just put it on the plate. You make it, you know, accessible for them. And then curiosity, they'll try. Um, So I think sometimes you overcomplicate it, right. When it just kind of comes down to the basics. Yeah. Um, And I think with that being said, a lot, I hear a lot of people say that it's easier just to go out to eat because they don't know how to cook, you know, and what do you, would you say for individuals like that? You know, and yeah, that's another one that I hear all the time. There's so many, so many resources out there. Um, if you think about, and they've come a long way to make there's all of these different meal delivery services. And yes, those can be kind of expensive. But if you start out again, I would encourage people to do a budget. How much money are you actually spending out? And could you maybe instead invest that money and even a couple times a week getting a healthy meal delivery service if that's really the issue is not being able to cook or not having the time? Because at least that's a better option. They've come a long way with those where a lot of them are you know, healthy, fresh, organic. So that's one option. But also you have things, simple devices like an Instapot, like a, like a slow cooker that make it so, so easy. So it's really, when I hear it's too hard, again, I feel like that's another excuse that's coming up for people. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be. Um, so again, I, I like, you know, when it comes to starting early is getting kids involved in that, like going to the grocery store, picking some things out, meal prepping. So um, that's the biggest thing when you don't have the time or a lot of knowledge in the, in the kitchen is making, you know, one or two big things a week, 
that you, you know, one time a week, Sundays, and then you have it for the week. So that's a simple thing to do. Um, but yeah, you know, now I'm really into just growing some of your own food too. Like if you think it's expensive, you can, you can grow, you can grow things indoors, um, fruits, vegetables, herbs. It's, it's not as complicated as it seems. It's just starting, you know, it's just making the commitment to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. One of the other excuses that I've heard out of all at, with a lot of the ones that you said was, I don't like to eat leftovers. I don't like to eat the same thing over again. And I feel that, yeah, but it's not, I, I don't, I mean, I don't have a problem eating leftovers. I don't mind eating the same thing over again. So for me, I can't really relate to those type of people. So it kind of baffles me for you. What, what do you think when you get those type of people in, in front of you? Yeah, that's another common one. And I think the, the thing with that is you can make something like an example. Common thing that we do is do a big pot of shredded crock pot chicken, right? We let it go for the whole week. And then I'll make also a big thing of quinoa, right? It's two simple things that anybody with no cooking skills could do. Um, then there's so many different varieties you can do with that. I mean, you can put it in a salad, you can put it in a wrap, you can just put different toppings on or a sauce and make it taste completely different. So just with some staples, you can switch that up and make it completely different throughout the week. Yeah, well, I I like your idea. Thank you for that. I think that's great. I think my listeners are really going to enjoy that perspective because, you know, sometimes we may hear all these excuses, but our ourselves, we also have our own excuses, you know? Yeah, and we all do. Yeah, exactly. We all do. You know, we all have bad habits. Nobody's perfect. Absolutely. Whoever swears they're perfect, that's shame on you. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, like for, I mean, I am a nutritionist and if I have food in front of me, like if I have a bowl of ice cream, you better believe I'm going to eat it, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like, I'm make it I tr- I do my best to just keep it out of my environment and and only have healthy things available and then that's what that's what I'm going to eat so that's what I encourage people to do is have the healthy things right in front of you in the fridge um, exactly and, I think I, yeah. I had to learn that too because I had to yeah. limit my my snacking and everything and I had to like pay attention to my body and really get in tune with like the cause and reaction, you know? And I think um, that's what really helps me change my diet around and I'm still changing my perspective and my diet. But I think it's important that people really try to get in tune with their body because your body speaks to you. You know, your body really lets you know, like, hey, shouldn't I eat that Chinese food it has way too much sodium. Now you're going to pay for it. Or you shouldn't, if you're lactose, you shouldn't have had that dairy. You know, like certain yeah. people really need to pay attention because I, I seen on your website that you offer help with gut help and, you know, and you have this um, VIP membership to help with really getting really focused. And I think those are great because people just need that reminder. You know, people really need that guidance, you know, that, that, to be how you say um responsible i guess because because yeah. if, if people don't have that other person sometimes to rely on and keep them on track then they go astray and they do their own thing and then toxic cities where they go <laughs> yeah, yeah it, exactly and it's not it's no fault of anybody like we all 
have these excuses and things. It's not like yeah. it's just you or me. I mean, it's it's everyone and the guidance and accountability are so, so important because it's so overwhelming out there. You read one thing and then you read something completely that that contradicts that, you know, the next day and you just don't know what to do. And the bottom line is, I mean, we all are individuals. We all are unique. We all have different needs. Um, and we just sometimes need some support and guidance and that's, that's okay. I think we all do, but I think, and if you look at the diets out and all of a sudden it's like, okay, everyone, we should go vegan. Right. But if you look at the problems, that's not that that's a wrong thing. You can be very healthy that way, but a lot of it, when I go to these vegan restaurants around here, I'm like, man, this is so filled with like sugar and oils, right? Because they're trying to make it taste good. And it's like, that's not a, you know necessarily healthy or the opposite where it's like, I'm going to cut all my carbs. It's like, well, your carbs are your fuel source. So it's just, it's kind of common sense, but you, you're not going to have that if you don't have any background in, in nutrition. So yeah, yeah. It's- I think it's just the fact that people have an overall problem with balance. Yes. You know what I mean? We get unbalanced. Anybody can get unbalanced in any area in their lives. It doesn't even have to be food. It could be anything really like anything subject to be unbalanced. And I think when we allow ourselves to get unbalanced, that's when our world gets a little chaotic, but I guess to start wrapping up the show, I will love for you to give some advice either to myself or, you know, to my audience that may be listening and wanting to know um, a little bit more yeah absolutely the best advice I have for people that are just you know interested in improving their nutrition at all or taking that next step do a food journal you know so log your food and this isn't a food journal where you're tracking calories or anything like that it's simply a log of what you're eating what your mood was before that meal and then after that meal um so when I do my food log, it's the, your food, your mood that also includes any symptoms. So this could be bloating, um, you know, gas or brain fog or anything that comes up after that. And that really starts to show the relationship. So I tell people to do that with absolutely no judgment for a week, just simply track what you ate, take a picture of it, your mood, your symptoms, and then take a look at that at the end of the week to start to notice those relationships between any foods that you were eating and anything that came up symptomatically or your mood to start to, it's all about starting to feel that, you know, what is this food doing to me mentally, emotionally, physically, how does it make me feel? So rebuilding that relationship. That's what I always encourage everybody to start with. Um, so they can start to see that those patterns, but really, um, it comes like we were talking about at the beginning, just being a little mindful, being more mindful, sitting down again before that meal. Am I really hungry? You know, why am I eating this? Is it just a craving or am I truly hungry, you know, physically for this food and, and thinking about those, that connection. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. That's great advice. Because you had me thinking about like, yeah, now I could really put two and two together when you put the mood and the symptoms, you know, not just writing what you ate, you're also putting everything else that that affects what you 
aid as well you know so I think that's very important thank you for that advice and if any of my listeners are wanting to know more about her and her and how she could possibly help you well I have her lovely photo on my website missythinking.com and you'll have access to her website and everything her so that you can get yourself together you know help your perspective and help your health and start living life and having a different relationship with food in the way that you know you know you want to have you know so keep that in mind y'all <laughs> all righty be safe and take care bye thank you so much